I'm not gonna raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drank your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello. From the Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 18, Kansas. Yes, it counts as only one win, right? But when you're entering the gauntlet, I'm amazed how everybody that's following this, I feel like 100% of WVU basketball fans is calling this a gauntlet, (laughs) the six-game stretch. But when you're playing six ranked teams in a row, it's great to start that with a win. West Virginia gets a 10-point halftime lead. Already nervous. Got a text during <laughs> during halftime saying, oh, here we go. And, of course, confirmed in the first three minutes where the lead evaporates. But West Virginia never lets Kansas take the lead. And wins this game convincingly, 91-79. to So that ends a five-game losing streak to Kansas. Puts West Virginia, as of this recording, in second place in the Big 12, which is amazing. And listen, we talked about the basketball gods a couple of games ago. The gods were shining in West Virginia's favor today. Kansas did things we only think happened to West Virginia. They missed the bunnies. Kansas missed a ton of bunnies. They didn't get the 50-50 balls. West Virginia did this game. Kansas doesn't typically give up 91 points. (laughs) Credit to West Virginia. But the gods were shining in West Virginia's favor today. And really, when you think about the game, it's hard to find a negative as a Mountaineer fan in this one. But luckily, I have a friend who can always bring the glass half-empty perspective. (laughs) And I don't know if this is a good idea, but in a game I can't find hardly any negatives, I got to bring him on. Let's welcome back the most famous puppet. <laughs> I dabble in puppetry. The most famous puppet to appear on a West Virginia basketball podcast. Let's welcome back Mr. Frown. Let me get him out of the case here. Hi, Mr. Frown. Hi, Josh. Welcome back. It's so cold outside. Mr. Frown, it's it's winter. It's there's so much snow. Yeah, man, it's it's winter in West Virginia. It's cold. Listen, I brought you back because I can't find anything negative to say about the game today. I mean, West Virginia had two guys with career high points in a game. How many guys played? What, Mr. Frown? How many guys played for West Virginia? 
I mean, well, West Virginia played nine guys. Seven guys didn't have career days. Mr. Frown, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's realistic to expect that every guy is going to have a career high scoring game in the same game. Two guys did. Mr. Brown, I don't think that's fair. Life's not fair, Josh. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's true, Mr. Frown, but let's let's talk about what we saw today. I mean, we one of the guys with career days, Deuce McBride. Wow. I don't know what you're gonna be able to say here, Mr. Frown. I mean, he had a career high 29 points, eight assists. Seven rebounds, four of five from three, perfect from the foul line, including important ones late, three steals. I mean, he filled the box score today. He did everything, and it seemed like when he was shooting the ball, whether it was mid-range or a three-point shot, you thought it was going in. He shot a terrible air ball. I don't remember that, Mr. Frown. It missed one foot to the right. Wait, are you talking about that pass to Matthews? Error ball. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Frown. That was not an air ball. That was an obvious pass. I disagree. Well, okay, well, agree to disagree. He played too many minutes, Josh. Oh, Mr. Frown, he played 38 minutes. Huggins is going to wear him down. West Virginia is great when Deuce is in the game. I can understand why Huggins would want to play him a lot. Too much. I mean, Mr. Frown, he, he had two weeks off. Yeah, because one of his one or more of his teammates got a pandemic virus. Oh my gosh. Mr. Fran, I don't think we that's not that's not something we should make light of. It's true. The other guy with a career day with was Taz Sherman. Second half Taz was back. He had 16 of his career high 25 points in the second half. He drove the ball with confidence. He broke out the fadeaway. I love a fadeaway. One possession, he got the ball off the rebound, went all the way down, coast to coast, got a screen at the three-point line, got into the lane, and got not one but two Kansas guys in the air with pump fakes before finishing. He was four of seven from three. He was perfect from the free throw line. He didn't have any blocks. Oh, come on, Mr. Frown. Taz is a guard. He's not expected to have blocks. He didn't have any steals either. I feel like you're really digging into the weeds here to find something negative, Mr. Frown. You're really nitpicking here. He didn't pick anyone. Uh, okay, I see what you did there with Pitt, but... Uh, if you're doing that, Mr. Frown, I feel like that's an endorsement of Taz Sherman. And 
You have two guys with career scoring days. And Mr. Frown, Derek Culver, those guys go off, and Derek Culver gets to go under the radar with 19 points and nine rebounds. I mean, West Virginia was giving it to him early. He started the game four for four. He finished the game eight for 12. Late in the game, they were going to him, and he was getting he was getting one-footers and getting them to go in. He looked unguardable at times, Mr. Frown. It wasn't a double-double. Oh, come on, Mr. Frown. I mean, he had, he had nine rebounds. Is nine double digits? Is nine double digits? No double-double. Uh, yeah, but if he had one more rebound, he would have had a double-double. No double-double, Josh. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a double-double. He still had a great game. Ah. Emmett Matthews, the fourth guy from West Virginia today with double-digit scoring. Matthews back in the starting lineup. McCabe out of the starting lineup. Matthews played 37 minutes. He finished with 10 points, five rebounds. Two of his points was from that pass, Mr. Frown, from Deuce. Emmett also had a big three-pointer to push the lead back up to 10 with under four minutes to play. Back-to-back strong games for Emmett Matthews Jr. He's not as good at rebounding as Oscar. Oscar left, like... A month ago, man. Oscar was an elite rebounder. Emmett's not. Mr. Frown, Emmett doesn't have to be as good as rebounding as Oscar. West Virginia got out-rebounded today. Mr. Frown, they scored 91 and won by 12. Yes, they got out-rebounded today. Listen, on what... Guys can and can't do. Oscar couldn't make any threes. Emmett's playing the four, and he's making threes. He hasn't gained the 18 pounds back. (laughs) What, Mr. Frown? He hasn't gained the weight back. How do you know that, Mr. Frown? Did someone say he gained it back? I don't know how that comes up in conversation. He's got to gain weight, Josh. Well, Gabe, moving on. I don't know what to do with that, Mr. Frown. Gabe, really good defensively today. Got a steal, took a charge. He seemed to do really well. I mean, West Virginia decided with Gabe on the pick and roll that they were going to just double the ball handler. And that, that seemed to work out well. The rotations looked better. Gabe was a big part of that. I'm betting Gabe, when he came to WVU, wasn't expecting to play the five. But Huggins has him at the five, basically backing up Culver in this one. And West Virginia, I think, looks well when they do well when Gabe's at the five. He doesn't try to shoot anymore. Mr. Frown, they don't need Gabe to shoot. You don't have to guard him. Well, I mean, you do have to 
do something with Gabe. He is a good passer. How many times did he shoot today? Josh? <clears throat> he didn't shoot any today, Mr. Frown. How many times did he shoot in the last game? Okay, he didn't take a shot in the last game either. He doesn't try to shoot. Mr. Frown, Gabe can contribute and be productive and help this team in other ways. And it's positive. He doesn't contribute shooting. Mr. Frown, he doesn't contribute shooting. But other guys shot well. What? what why are we doing this? This was a... I mean, this is my fault. I invited you on. But West Virginia shot 50% from the field, 52% from three. Defensively, I was watching, I'm, you know, as many corner threes, wide open corner threes as West Virginia's given up this season, make or miss. I was watching the corner threes. They only gave up one. And, of course, compared to the last Kansas game, they gave up nine less threes than the game in Lawrence. Listen, I don't care what Kansas's record is. Anytime you beat the Kansas Jayhawks, it's great. They're not going to be a top 25 team next week. I can't argue with you there, Mr. Frown. They are going to fall out of the top 25. They're not going to win the Big 12, Josh. Well, I mean, it's not over, but it's not looking like Kansas is going to win the Big 12 this season. You're right again, Mr. Frown. You made a bet that they would. Mr. Frown. I did make a bet that Kansas would win the Big 12, but how, how did you know that? I know all of your passwords. All right. Okay, it's time for you to get back in the box, Mr. Frown. It's cold! <clears throat> uh, I think that was a mistake, but... Today was not a mistake for West Virginia. Got a big win. One gauntlet game down, five to go. Random thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is a lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Dyer Prime Creative Group. Full service graphic shop. Veteran owned. Family owned. They're putting designs on things. They're creating designs and then putting them on things. They'll put it on a t-shirt and usually that's like ink. They'll put it on a sticker and that's, I don't know how that works, magic. They have a new way they can put your design on something. Embroidery. It's new to Dyer Prime. It's not new like the idea of embroidery. But like a polo shirt with your design stitched in with thousands of stitches to create your logo stitched into a polo shirt, a hat. Doesn't that sound neat? Dyer Prime can tell you more if you call or text them to find out more. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web, dyerprime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime.
CBS wanted this game, two ranked teams. You know, they start gearing up in February to prepare for the NCAA tournament. You know, they're the home of the NCAA tournament, along with the other stations, including True TV. <laughs> That's a thing. And it's been a thing for a while now, which, and it's still weird. But listen, you're on CBS, you got the CBS music. It just feels more important. So, first game on CBS, and what happens? You don't hear the on-site play-by-play color commentator. And Bill Raftery's in the Coliseum. Enjoy me some Bill Raftery. And I don't get to hear him until the second half because of technical difficulties. So many games this year. ESPN, ESPN+, Plus, CBS, poor Holly Rowe had to call some of the game. I think in Kansas, it's been crazy. And all happening during a pandemic. So... What CBS did, since they didn't have the guys for the whole first half, they had the studio team call the game, all right? And at the beginning, it sounded like, and I'm not joking, the, the audio feed sounded like someone put a microphone in front of a CB radio. <laughs> I mean, I actually pictured four guys around my grand and grandfather's kitchen table, like the corded phone, you know, like the 75-foot corded phone, if you're old enough, you remember that. Like somebody had that, and four people around a kitchen table in 1986 in my grandparents' kitchen calling a basketball game in 2021. What is happening? They did get better sound. It was studio quality sound, but it was still the studio team. And, you know, this is not, you know, they didn't plan on doing this, but when the situation happened, CBS said, hey, you guys call the game. They were on an obviously one or two second delay, so they can't even call the game properly. It was so bizarre. And specifically, I want to point out two guys. And again, I'm trying to be fair in that they weren't planning on calling a basketball game, and it's not their job to call a basketball game. But one of those guys that was in the studio today was Seth Davis. And I don't mind Seth Davis. I don't. I don't have strong feelings about Seth Davis. But what I do know about Seth, Seth Davis, I cannot recall if he's ever said anything complimentary about West Virginia University in his entire life. So much so that I feel like in his contract with CBS, he actually looked it over and said, hey, can we add a... Can we add a clause in here that I don't ever, I don't ever have to say anything nice about West Virginia? I mean, West Virginia fans, we speculate that other people. There's a handful that we don't think have an axe to grind against WVU. For the most part, we think everybody has an issue with West Virginia, but it's just speculation. I don't think it's speculation with Seth Davis. I really think he has he has issues with the university. I don't understand that. 
you type, you Google Seb Davis, WVU, and you and you get a column back in 2015 where Huggins hit Seb Davis with a, I don't care for a guy who played intramurals at Duke. <laughs> because Seb Davis obviously picked Buffalo to upset West Virginia in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And with respect to Seb Davis, Buffalo almost did. Anyways, Seth Davis, <laughs> known WVU fill-in-the-blank negative word. And then John Rothstein was also in the studio, and I enjoy John Rothstein. I enjoy his Twitter feed. Uh, he's very, he, I believe him when he says he just watches college basketball. Like, I get that. That's what he's putting out. It seems like that's the case, right? When he referred to the game as a chess match for what seemed to be the 18th time in three minutes, it legit, and I'm, I'm, I'm being dead serious here, I'm, it made me concerned and worry about his mental health. Like he was spiraling. Have you seen The Aviator? It made me think of the movie The Aviator. I'm not going to spoil it. I kind of did already. But watch The Aviator, and it make you think of John Rothstein calling this game. All right? I guess my thing is, CBS said, hey, you guys, we can get you a CB radio or just, you know, regular microphones. You like college basketball, right? Call the game. Are there other options? When there's technical difficulties, I can think of two. One, and you can have this for any game that you have technical difficulties, and I'm kind of familiar with how they do, like, announcing for NBA 2K or basketball games, <laughs> that, like, that you can play on an Xbox or whatever, and that's fiction, and you're playing a game, and that has, there's no technical difficulties on that because, you know, they've just pre-recorded things that play-by-play -play and color commentators would say. They can be generic, they can be cliches, and it would, and you, I really think in 2021 you could make that work. Just one person on a soundboard, it's a gigantic soundboard, right? You need probably a hundred different uh, phrases, um, and that may, whatever the number is. But have somebody skilled in that, <laughs> ready to go. And you can just push the button, like, you can push the swish button. If there is a chess match button, I wouldn't recommend that you use that, but you can have the chess match button. You could have that's a bad turnover button. Like you, like just pick however many generic phrases. Even like you can just like two points. <laughs> have a soundboard, right? The emergency guy. It exists in video games. It should exist in real life. And here's here's a novel concept. What about 
just show the game. Put the scroll at the bottom. Just scroll it along with the with the scores. Hey, we got technical difficulties, whatever. And just let the game ride. Are people really going uh, Yeah, people, okay. In this option, people may think, but that's why you need the scroll, but people may think that uh, they're losing their mind or their TV is messed up if you don't have anybody saying anything. But you just play the music going to commercials like you normally do. Throw the technical difficulties, even if it's just like a block at the bottom, like, we're trying to fix it. But just show the game. How about that? Listen, the studio guys want to do studio things. They're not prepared for this. Clark Kellogg, of all the four guys available, was probably the only one excited to call the game. They did the best they could. I'm just saying in 2021... Unless the pandemic has a direct effect on technology, you have other options. Final thoughts coming up. Unreasonable Doubt is on the social media. On Instagram, at UnreasonableDoubtWV. On Twitter, at I'm Josh Witt. On Facebook, Go to that search bar thing and type in Unreasonable Doubt. Do it! Interact with the show. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. The next game of the gauntlet for WVU is Tuesday, 9 p.m. West Virginia hits the road to go to Lubbock, Texas to play Texas Tech. Seems like they just played Texas Tech, right? And believe me, we're 100% going to say that after the first Baylor game because they're going to play Baylor twice in a row. (laughs) The true rough stretch of the gauntlet is the back-to-back with undefeated Baylor. Anyways, Texas Tech. West Virginia beat Texas Tech by one in Morgantown in a shootout in a comeback win but West Virginia has not won in Lubbock since 2016 Texas Tech has won three in a row now since the loss in Morgantown and let's just let's (laughs) I'm stating the facts here West Virginia had their season high in scoring today two guys had career days I'm not saying to mark this down as a loss. I'm not saying that. But I'm not not saying that either. Okay? That's a... (laughs) I mean, come on. Is it... Can you have a really good game on the road after you just had probably your best game of the season like this one was better than the Richmond game offensively that's it for this episode you know I'm I'm not I'm not not saying that that's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt listen on all the platforms or just pick one Apple Podcasts Overcast Pandora Google Podcasts Spotify CastBox subscribe to the podcast press the button 
that downloads it to your device automatically. That helps me. If you like this podcast, it helps you. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Down WVU for the 2020-2021 season. They're 13-5. and five.